Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good evening everybody and welcome to FIF TV, it's me your host Dov, not Connor, he's going to be a pundit today and he's also joined by Vera Capretta who you're all aware of and a special guest and a colleague of mine Jason Pettigrew from Marca in English, Marca's English website um, to offer some Barcelona opinion. Connor, Vieri, welcome. Thank you Dov, it's good to be here. Hey everyone. And Jason, good to have you on. Yeah, I would say it's good to be here, but after that performance, I'm not sure it is, but let's get straight to it. <laughs> right, well, well, we'll spare you talk about Barcelona just now, right? We're going to talk about UV. We'll have to eulogise about them for a second. Um, Vieri, I'll come to you first. This, obviously, a 3-0 result at home. Dybala got two, Kilina got the other. Is this the best Juventus have played in Europe for the last, what, 10, 15 years? Well, I mean that's stretching it a bit far, but it's um, it's definitely been an amazing an amazing game from Juventus. They've done exactly what they wanted to do, how they wanted it to go. Um, obviously, disappointing from Barcelona um, under many aspects, but um, but clearly, I haven't seen Juve play with such um, European mentality um, in the Champions League since at least let's say let's not go as far as 15 years ago, but two years ago when they did reach that, that Champions League final. <laughs> Not 15, just two. <laughs> but um, but in, that, in that same game against Barcelona, uh, obviously a different Barcelona side, um, not maybe in, in the players, but in the, in the motivation, Juventus seemed like the smaller team uh, just trying to reduce the damage, whereas tonight they, they completely dominated. I have to say, though, they... It wasn't a it wasn't a very different game from the first leg of Paris Saint Germain against Barcelona. So maybe the continuity is with Barcelona rather than with Juventus. Right. Well, well you say they dominated Villarreal. I want to kind of pick you up on that 
Why did they dominate? Why were why were they so good? Well, they just wanted it more, I think, um, overall. Obviously, they were lucky to get the goals very early on. And then that's the kind of game Juve love playing. They're, they're very happy to sit back. It's, they, they park the bus, but they do it very well. They, and when they did concede those two, three chances, Barcelona never seemed like they wanted to take them. They, they were a bit sloppy in their finishing. And, and Juve were just all over them. The, the way they battled on every, on every ball... Um, that's the way they dominated, really. And then they were very good in the transition play, especially in the first 20 minutes of the first half and in the middle of the second half, in getting that ball up front in a way they haven't been always that good this season. But, but tonight they were able to do that and they got their chances. They scored two early goals and then they had that, that Chiellini header to really make a difference because a 2-0 victory would have been obviously amazing. We'd be probably talking about it in the same way um, but then there's the return game. With a 3-0 victory, you can really properly park the bus at the no camp and, you know, start planning the next leg, the next game already. Right, Jason, I want to bring you in and get, get some Barcelona and Spanish football perspective on this. Sure. Do, do you kind of agree with Vieri there that, that Juventus just really wanted this game a lot more than Barcelona? Because we both know, and like, especially at the weekend, Barcelona in recent weeks haven't really been kind of firing on all cylinders. So yeah. what was your take on it? No, I do agree. And actually, I think, you know, the language that Barcelona were using even before the game started, if you look at the press conferences that I was paying particular attention to, and you had Barcelona hoping that they might do something and going to Juve, it was a difficult stadium. It was almost like the excuses were ready-made before they got there. Whereas you had Juve, they were very positive in the way they were approaching the game, fired up as you would expect of a team that's going to be um, Serie A champions again. And I think really that sort of then translated into what we saw straight away at the beginning of the game. Barcelona was sloppy in possession. Uh, Juve came out as Barcelona did against Sevilla in La Liga a couple of games ago. They were first to every ball. And as Vieri said, they, they absolutely wanted it more. I think, again, Luis Enrique, I think it's going to be pointed at him having Jeremy Mathieu in as, as a left back in, in the back three. Um, but it's taken nothing away from Juve. They were far and away the, you know, the better team and really... If it had been four, even five, I don't think anyone can say it wasn't deserved on on the night. Right, Clancy, I know you love statistics, so I'm coming to you on this one. Right, possession at the end of the game uh, was sixty eight percent to Barcelona. Only what? Well, that'd be thirty two percent. Thirty two. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the that's... end of the game stats. So, so I mean, very said that that Juventus wanted it more, but Barcelona had a lot more of the ball, but couldn't break Juve down. Yeah, well, we've spoken about this on the podcast um, earlier this season when the draw was made. And this is kind of the fixture that suits Juventus so perfectly because you nearly think that they're more comfortable sitting back and absorbing pressure and then catching teams on the break than they are actually taking a game to their opponent, especially when it's such a strong opponent like Barcelona. Allegri said before the game that he knows Barcelona can attack, but can they defend? And the answer tonight was an emphatic no. Um, it was 3-0 and despite Juventus's inferior possession it could have been way more Iguain missed a big chance and then he kind of made a mess of another when he went through I think it was Kadira who was free in the box and he made a mess he seemed to just stop but yeah despite the possession Juventus absolutely were never in doubt that they were going to pick up a result for me once they went 1-0 ahead so going out to the Camp Nou you'd kind of expect 
more of the same. And I'd be surprised if Barcelona could even beat Juve, never mind overturn a three-goal deficit. There we go, right. Um, Dybala, we have to talk about the man of the moment because he is going to be front page and back page on pretty much every single newspaper across Europe. Vieri, um, first maybe some of our English viewers that don't really know who Paulo Dybala is, how good is this young Argentinian? Well, I mean, to me, nothing new because... Well, um, obviously, I've... you follow Serie A, we know that. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Serie B, because as, as you'll know, his, his breakthrough season was with Palermo three years ago in, uh, in Italy's second division in Serie B. But already, already at Palermo, where, to be fair, he used to play more of a striker position compared to now, you could see he had everything to become someone who's able to score two goals against Barcelona only two years later. And um, he, he does remind a lot of people of Lionel Messi. There's been a lot of ongoing um, discussions uh, in the Italian press in the past week, is he actually already better than Messi? Well, probably, I would say Dybala of the of tonight was clearly better than Messi, at least more <laughs> useful to his team. Um, he's got a lot, a lot of time still um, to become the level Messi's at, obviously. But they're they're similar in the sense that Dybala has that same kind of uh, left foot um, is obviously his um, his main one. He can play in many positions, pretty much everywhere up front, uh, as a centre forward or a false nine, uh, or as he's playing right now under under Massimiliano Allegri, behind Iguain and linking up play between midfield and attack. And he's uh, very good at doing everything. He uh, takes free kicks, scores penalties regularly, and maybe what he's lacked this season compared to last season, where he got 19 goals overall, this season he's not been scoring as often. Uh, only scoring eight times in Serie A uh, so far, but he's uh, he's got two very very important and heavy goals tonight, because it's it's not just the fact he scored a brace; it's also when he scored it. Early on in the game, uh, two difficult goals. Although I'd say personally, the second was uh, was probably better than the first. The first, the space he had that close to Ter Stegen was a lot of uh, of uh, the defender's mistake as well. But but that that's what Dybala is. And when he's able to shoot with that freedom, um, he's up there with uh, just just th- that group of players just below Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi and Neymar. He's he's at that level. Fantastic player. Right, Jason, I'm going to just pick up with the very first thing he says. Dybala better than Messi? don't know what he's talking about. How can you compare someone who's won five Ballon d'Ors with someone who broke through really in the last <laughs> season and a half? I, com- I completely like, agree. It's not even a, an argument, you know. In five or six years' time, when you know Dybala's won three Champions Leagues or whatever, then fair enough. I mean, he's an amazing prospect, and I actually think it will harm him if he ends up going to Real Madrid or Barcelona, as has been mooted. Um, I think he needs to continue his progression where it is because it's clearly a team that he enjoys playing in, and you know his teammates are sort of playing around it's almost like they're building the team around him and he's going to come into his own practice in the next year 18 months if you look at it I don't watch a lot of Serie A but what I've seen of him he is a fantastic player and one that can only get better but I fear that you know there's a lot of youngsters that have moved far too quickly be it to La Liga or the Premier League and then we've seen their progression sort of halted as it were so you know that that's an interesting one to watch out for because you know if they let him go, you know, will they suffer as well? I guess Juve probably will. 
Right, what 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 about Barcelona? I want to move on to them a little bit, just quickly, Jason. What's kind of going wrong there? Because yep. we've seen them get smashed against Paris Saint Germain, and obviously they had the amazing comeback. They were beaten against Malaga at the weekend, where they had a chance to kind of close the gap on Real Madrid at the top of La Liga, and then they went to Turin yep. and really kind of. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Put in a, a haphazard performance, maybe at best. I mean, wh- what's going on there? What, what's happened at this Barcelona team? I think you really, maybe you even need to go right back to the days of Puyo and Xavi. From a defensive perspective, they've never really replaced Puyo properly. Umtiti has been a, a fantastic signing, but obviously it's still his first season. He's still very young. He's still learning. Barcelona still can't defend set pieces. This season has been, for me, a square peg in round hole kind of a season where they've had people like Sergio Roberto right back. They've reverted to the 3-4-3, which has worked for them on occasions. It hasn't others. And I think, you know, arguably it's shown up Luis Enrique's lack of tactical ability because although there's always been the thing with Barcelona is that they've got their, their history and it's just the way Barcelona play. When you come up against teams of the like of Juve, and I wouldn't even say PSG because I don't actually rate PSG that highly, but you know they made Barcelona look ordinary in that first leg. And I think tonight, yes, they missed Busquets, but you know again, even with him in there, you know the, the, Juve were playing the balls down the wings and and getting their joy from down that side. I go back to putting Matthew there as a left back. I think you called it. It's haphazard. It's just. It's not the Barcelona of three or four years ago. The front front three, I don't think you can argue too much that they're still the best front three in the world, but they've got nothing coming in behind them. So 
even if you look at PK and Mtiti as the future for the next two or three years as a central defence, what have you got in front of them to stop teams just coming right the way through you? And at the moment, I don't see anything at all. There we go. Um, right, Connor, here's a statistic for you because uh, you're you're my stats man. The last time you were beaten by three clear goals or more was back in 2011 against Napoli, where they lost three nothing. What do you think of the chances of a comeback? Um, there's, it's not even a comeback at this stage it would be Juventus completely blowing it and for me there's no way they will like Juventus aren't PSG they're not any other team really they are probably the best defensive team in Europe uh, I wrote a piece last night just looking ahead to this game and I said that they almost seem to be getting praised for their defensive abilities first because they're Italian and then secondly because they actually are quite good at it and when you've got Bonucci, Barzali and Chiellini, I know Barzali only came on tonight, but if you've got the three of those at the back, there's not much that's going to beat them. And even on the occasions when it does get past them, they've still got Gigi Buffon in between the goal. And you saw he pulled off a couple of saves tonight and Chiellini and Bonucci were just insurpassable. You know, Chiellini was celebrating tackles come the end of the game and it just shows that he really loves being up against it. And we said it earlier when... Juventus are giving possession to the opposition. They're more than happy. And even moving forward a bit, they've got players like Marquisio and Mario Mandzukic, who I thought was brilliant tonight as well. He helped nullify Messi so well. Alexandro could have been exposed, but Mandzukic, as we've seen hundreds of times, is more than happy to drop back and offer that extra cover. So, no, for me, the comeback isn't even a possibility. Um, Juve will see this out quite comfortably, I'd imagine. There you go, right. Vieri, um, tonight was the first time that Juve have scored three goals and won by more than a one-goal margin against Barcelona. And Juventus are only the fifth team in Champions League history to concede just two goals after nine games. And the other four that have done the same thing have all went on to reach the final. So, Vieri, is that is that where Juve are going to? Are they going to the final? Well, let me give you another stat first. Oh, yes, only... here we go. <laughs> they've, um, they've gone seven games in this Champions League campaign without conceding any goal. And, I mean, Barcelona are clearly the, the best opposition they've faced so far, and they haven't even conceded against them. Now, are they going to the final? Uh, how can you say? Because the thing, the thing is, um, you can get rid of... Take Atletico Madrid last year. They ended up going to the final in a much harder route compared to Real Madrid's, and then they lost that final. So it's a, it's a very funny competition. Mm, a team like Juventus could end up playing Atletico Madrid, for example, in the next round and suffering a lot against them. In the same way, it was so easy for them to beat Barcelona tonight. So obviously their aim is the final. They've been billed for the final. They've spent the money in the summer. Uh, they've clearly got a team that can win big games, as they've shown tonight. They'll be concentrating a lot on the Champions League because it looks like the other competitions are pretty safe. Um, so I can see Juventus in the final easily. But um, but I think we'll get some better indications looking at the other at the other games we still have to have to watch to see what form Real Madrid and Bayern are in and um, and also if Atletico Madrid is at that top level they have been in the past seasons or if it's uh, a team less to worry about for, for Juve. That is if they go through, because 
never say never with Barcelona. I might just jump in really quickly on that from what Vieri said. He mentioned Atletico Madrid. And to be honest, I think Atletico Madrid are probably the only team Juventus should really fear. Um, for what I mentioned earlier, that they're, they're comfortable soaking up possession or teams dominating them and then countering that. But Atletico are a completely different prospect than that. They kind of enjoy the same thing. I'm sure Jason is better equipped to talk about Atletico than I am, but they're more than happy to just soak things up and catch teams on the break, which I think Juventus would probably struggle against the most. Nick said it previously that um, Juventus are happy to suffer, and against Bayern, against Real, they would suffer. But against Atletico, it's a completely different type of game, which I think they're less equipped to handle. No, I was just going to say, um, just jumping in on the um, thing about there being a comeback. Absolutely not hoping how I'd even go as far. I'd even go as far to say as uh, I think it was 2013 when uh, Barca had Bayern in the semi-finals and they were whooped. I think seven 0 over the the two legs. I can see Juventus winning again by two or three 0 at Camp Nou if if they don't get their heads right by this time next week. Then. I mean, they'll, they'll deservedly go out because Juve, in the 90 minutes that they've played already, were fantastic and they deserve to go through. Um, but obviously, Barcelona will want to try and salvage some pride. Just the way they've been playing, I don't see it. Right, well, there there we go, everybody. It's quite a unanimous kind of Juventus were brilliant and Barcelona weren't very good. Let us know what you thought of the game and everything down there in the bottom bit. Basically, go through the description like we mentioned in the in the last what just happened we did. So go through the description, click on links, and then um, leave us your thoughts on the game. If you think Juventus will go through, or if you think Barcelona can do an amazing comeback, um, who knows what can happen there. And also, if you would be so kind. Um, and follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, and then if you really, really, if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a little um, donation on Patreon in the links in the bottom bit as well. So just go and have a look there. Um, Jason Vieri, Connor, thank you very much for joining me on this little pre-recorded what just happened. Um, Jason, good luck in the, in the second leg. I'm sure we'll be rooting for you. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> There's nothing else left for me to say other than Arrivederci. Portaci dove vuoi, verso le tue conquiste, dove tu arriverai, sarà la storia di tutti noi, solo chi corre può fare di te la squadra che sei.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 